I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. going on people my name is bruce mackey and this is the edge of tomfoolery here at the edge of tomfoolery we like to talk about the music we like to talk about the sports and we dabble a little bit in politics and with me as always he is the mayor and the future premier of ontario he's from ivanhoe it's kurt ferguson or as we like to call him Sir Robert Morris. Bobby, how are you? I'm doing great, Bruce. How about yourself? You go by many names. Oh, I've been called many, many names. <laughs> I have, yeah. Uh, and this, for our second week in a row, it's just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And might I say the two best of the three? Well, I try not to say it. <laughs> I mean, it's a given, right? It's assumed. Uh, it's, it's assumed. I miss, uh, I miss that Stevie. I character. miss him too. He'll be back next week. He is uh, on a sabbatical for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Speaking of birthdays, last week I had a birthday. I don't know if you can see here. This is what I got myself for a birthday. Wow. I got myself. Let me just see if I can play it. I've got a DJ mixer thing. And I, I'm still learning it. You truly are a mix master B-Mac. Yeah, I'm trying to get there. Uh See, I got, got all the I got all the things. Bob. Yeah, all the things. So uh, that was my birthday, and um, it, it was definitely fun. Kind of takes time away from the guitar practice, I imagine. Well, the guitar isn't getting much practice these days, but I'm hoping. Yeah, hoping above all hopes that it will. Uh, we wanted to talk about, you know, the work stoppage. We talked about it last week. Baseball is back, and who do you blame, Bob? We didn't talk. Who do you blame for the '94 work stoppage? Uh, Rugnet Odur. I don't even think he was alive, but I, I'm blaming him. I'm blaming him. Uh, this this story kind of caught my eye. It's a minor league baseball stadium, and they are in, I believe, Kalamazoo. The Kalamazoo Growlers have placed a lifetime ban on Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. Oh. He is no longer allowed to come to any of their games. Well. I thought, good on you. You're taking a side. It might be... He's just representing the owners, but they're like, 
you are no longer welcome in any of our games. Not that Rob Manfred would go to a Kalamazoo Growlers. I don't even know if they're... I think it's like a rookie ball league. That's but a nice vent. I, you know what? I think it's it's the thought that counts, and they're like, you are no longer wanted here. Be gone. You and COVID, both. Be gone. Yeah. Now, uh, I think the Expos, a lot of Expos fans are upset with the previous commissioner. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the previous commissioner? Was it Seelig? Yeah, Bud Seelig. Yeah. They feel that like, like he sealed the deal and moved the team to Washington. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes you can't figure that kind of stuff out. And who was the baseball commissioner that we blame for Pete Rose? Is that uh, Bowie Kuhn? No, that was uh, Faye Vincent. Oh, yeah. Is he, that th- that never sat well with me, Bruce? Like I like Pete Rose. He was hard nosed player. Yeah, he bet on baseball and whatever. But he bet he, on himself to win. Yes, to win, not to lose. That would have been different. And he had. As I understand it, a deal worked out with Bart Giamatti, yep. who was the commissioner, that he, if he came clean, he would be, you know, it all would be forgiven. He might do a, a, a small uh, penance for it. I don't know. But it, w- it would be all over with. And uh, suddenly, uh, Bartlett Giamatti passed away of a heart attack. Faye Vincent come in after Pete had come clean, and he said, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing it that way. You're banned from baseball. Oh, boy. Yeah, I thought that was not very fair. And, no, I, uh, I, I don't think that's fair at all. Not one bit. Uh, we have late, we have breaking news. The globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. Breaking news just reported by my son, Isaac McKay. Mm -hmm. It's Mackie. I know people are going to say, I thought it was Mackie. It is. I just like saying it wrong just because I can. Yes. Um, He says Tom Brady has announced he's coming out of retirement. For real? (laughs) Yeah. So. Oh, my. I'm just getting on the Twitter. Um, And... Yep, Tom Brady is coming back. He'll play for the Bucks in 2022. How long did that last, Bob? Well, uh... 20 minutes? <laughs> Maybe 20 days. <laughs> I, I Like, here's what I think happened. What's his wife's name? Giselle? That sounds right. Yeah, I, I think, think he got home, right. and things at home were like... She's like, Tom, take out the trash. Mm-hmm. Tom, we need more paper towel. Tom, we need more water. And he thought... I'm going back to play football. Yeah, he's thinking I was going to spend time with the wife and kids. Well, I've done that now, so, <laughs> yeah. hey, back to football. So there, you heard it first on the, the edge of tomfoolery. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's retirement lasted about 20 days. So uh, we wish him all the best in the Bucks. Now, Isaac, I bought him a jersey yeah. for Christmas, and it was a Buccaneers jersey. And by the time it arrived, it came from a place called China. It was. It might be a little fake. And by the time it arrived to Canada, the Buccaneers were already defeated. So by the time he got it, and he didn't want a Buccaneers jersey, he wanted, I I find this out later, he wanted a Tom Brady Patriots jersey. You mentioned that, yeah. So he got the Bucs jersey, and then the joke was he never even played a game after he got it. Mm. But now 
he's going to play again. Oh, yeah, that might become Isaac's uh, team favorite. of choice, Brady team of choice, because you know yourself, Tom is so resilient, he may spend more years in Tampa Bay than he, than he did in New England. Yeah, You uh, well, never know. He could play till he's like 73. Uh, a former Montreal Expos baseball catcher prospect. He was drafted by the Expos, never played. I remember that. And yeah. ended up going to football. Um, speaking of which, the, now we, we talked last week about the uh, Hamilton game with Buffalo and Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to rub salt in the wound. We know Buffalo won. Mm-hmm. But the last team, let me just see here. Um, the last goalie... Uh, uh, Mr. Anderson becomes Craig Anderson is the first 40 plus year old goalie to get a get, win against the Leafs since David Ayers did it February 22nd, <laughs> 2020. <laughs> uh, nice. I, I just, I don't, I'm, I don't want to. I'm glad the Leafs are doing their part and helping senior citizens get hockey records. That's awful sweet of them. Yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is, if we didn't have this, they give us show prep, right? The Leafs yeah. give us show prep. Uh, it was my birthday, and I, I this this past week, and I, I I told you I got a a mixer thing, mm-hmm. but my brother got me something, and I wanted to show you what he got me: a Donald Trump chia pet. Look at that! Isn't that so? I have I have planted it now. I've never had a chia pet. I've always wanted a chia pet. But look at that hair, isn't it? So what happens is you have to make it into like kind of a paste ah. with the, the seeds. And my my wife and I had a, another disagreement because I was in the room getting it ready. Yep. And she goes, I don't want any of that stuff. I'm like, it's greenery. Like, it's probably edible. Like, chia, you could probably eat it and put it mm. on your salad. She's like, get that away from the laundry. And I'm like, it's fine. It's green. Like, you could have it in your salad. Mm-hmm. But she thought it could be probably lethal. Now, my question is, do you have to get, like, a little rake or something to do a comb over on that? How, <laughs> how does that work? I don't know. I am looking forward to it. Yeah. And and that, I showed it to one of my friends who's fairly left, fairly left wing, and they thought it was hilarious. I thought I was going to offend them. And they're like, oh, no, that's hilarious. Mm. They loved it. So mm. so that was this week. And, um, yeah, it was a good birthday for, for Good that. on Paul. Yeah, it was good. So on my birthday, for the first time, I first time in two years, the last time I ate in person at Chilango's in Belleville at the Mexican restaurant was March 9th, 2020. Oh, wow. So that was just before. And and actually that day I had told my kids we were going to California on the Friday and this was on the Monday and I canceled the trip because of this thing called COVID was starting. Right. And, uh, yep. Hey, we broke the news first. Sportsnet just broke the news, Bob, that Tom Brady's coming out of retirement. We uh, beat them by a good two minutes. Take that yeah yes, we got man. them we got oh, them yeah. tom foolery and tom <laughs> brady we were first we were first we got it um so yeah I, I told my kids that we weren't going to california and i've got a picture of them they had their head turned they wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the evening it was oh. probably one of the worst birthdays i've had in a while wow and so our good friends uh, palmer and michelle invited us out and we've been eating out but not we just get takeout and bring it home we haven't yeah. actually eaten in a restaurant I don't think I've ever mentioned it to you, Bruce, but there's been two or three times when I've been coming home from work that I have noticed the Montreal Expo's license plate outside Chilango's, and oh. I thought, oh, take out tonight. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. we go there once a week. So Nice. Uh, so I ate in person, and it was two years to the day since I've eaten out in a restaurant with all my family. And it was it was weird. Like, this whole time of 
COVID, there are certain things. I ha- I'm in a uh, uh, business referral group, and we always eat out at um, uh, Sans Souci downtown Belleville for breakfast. Mm-hmm. We haven't done that since March of 2020. Well, this week we we met in person again, and it was like it was like this time capsule. We went back for two years. We've just the two years have gone. Like we don't know where they went, and it's it just seems eerie to go back and do things the same. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with the hockey game. We went to the Belleville Sens game, and it was just, it was weird and odd. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then I've, I've got insurance companies coming out to see me now, and they haven't been out in two years. And it's like, it felt like I got in the DeLorean and just kind of went back. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's still it's still a bit odd. Now, in, in Ontario, the masks are lifting on the 21st. That's what I understand. And uh, not a minute sooner. Mm-hmm. So on the 21st, so at midnight on the 20th. So I remember... When when things changed, uh, remember early on in the pandemic, they banned kids from going on the playgrounds? Yes. Remember that? You couldn't go on the playgrounds, couldn't do whatever. So they lifted that in June of 2020, They they the first time. And I was out at Wesley Acres, and I w- stayed up till midnight. My wife goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going out to go down the slide because I can. <laughs> there you go. Because it was, they had it all roped oh, off. You yeah. couldn't go down it. So then I'm like, I'm going down. I and I went and did a Instagram live and went down the slide because mm-hmm. I could. Exactly. All playgrounds are just every bit as dangerous as Brooklyn basketball courts. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they really are. So my question to you on this whole COVID stuff is, we're gonna uh, with the mask mandates lifting. How do you think it's going to be received? I think people are going to initially be very happy, but at the same time, they might be a little bit tentative when they go to take it off. It's almost like, wow, this is something I've been doing for two years now, and yeah. all of a sudden. Did I tell you my Starbucks story? I'm not sure. I went in, there was like a 12-year-old barista in there, and I had my mask on. I took my daughter on a date. I took Faith on a date, and we went into Chapters. And then we went into Starbucks afterwards. And my mask had kind of was here. Mm-hmm. And then it just dropped a touch below the nose. So the nostril, the top of the nostril may have been a little bit. But I didn't even notice. I was just kind of went in there. And I was a little distracted. And then I went to do the order. And the, this 12-year-old barista goes, excuse me, sir, pull up your mask. And I went and just gave him my order. And there, he wouldn't take it. He goes, sir, put up your mask. And Faith is like, dad, put up your mask. I'm like, what? I didn't hear. And then I'm like... Oh, sorry. You know when people have their masks on, you can't really hear? Yeah. And so I didn't hear. I'm like, oh, oh, sorry. And I was very apologetic. I didn't hear you. Sorry. I put it, I lifted it over my nose to stop the, the, the beloved COVID from escaping. Mm-hmm. And then I went and placed my order. And I looked behind me, and there's about 20 people sitting down in their chairs with no masks having their beverage. <laughs> and I'm wow. like, I'm just kind of looking over. I'm like, so when you stand up, the mask is down a little bit. COVID's going to get out. But if you're sitting down, you're fine. No mask is required. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. So, anyway. I, I just, but through it all, I was, I was, I, I didn't do anything to this. I mean, the kid was like all of, I, I say he's a 12-year-old barista. He was probably 15 or 16. Mm. I'm not going to say anything to them. I'm, I, I'm just going to do the rules. Now, when the rules change, it'll be interesting to see how people react. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my son works at Canadian Tire, and they the staff are given the option whether to wear wear a mask or not. What about your work, Bob? Have they have they said? 
we're doing everything the same straight through and for a they say for a while now i don't know yeah, yeah so. and the food services too it makes it, mm. it makes a little more sense you know mm-hmm. um yeah. and when you're in close contact and close quarters yeah uh we're doing it optional at our work right okay yeah they uh, at our, at our work they uh they wrote wearing a mask into the constitution so i can't see it coming out anytime soon you're kidding no no, it's written in. So the constant. Did they vote? Did they have a vote, or was it just a, a tyrannical? Was it? We were informed. It oh. was. It was, uh, it was a dictatorship, right? That was it. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. Just it was told. Yeah. Fidel said, "We're doing this," and we did it. No, that's it. It's all good. And you know what? Whatever makes people keeps them safe and makes them feel safe is is, is what we're what we're about. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and okay, so we've talked about opening day. Baseball is starting on the 7th of, of April. Bob, you and I have gone to some opening days. And what has been your favorite opening day? Do you have any any recollections? Uh, I'm trying to remember one in particular. Um, well, there's been several. We've been driven down. It's always been spring. And when we by the time we get there, there's been snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. Were you there the day it was April 1st we went and... Uh, Rock Voisin and uh, Celine Dion came in in a helicopter? No. Yeah, so they, oh, they wow. showed this helicopter landing outside the stadium, and they showed Rock Voisin and uh, Celine Dion get in the golf cart. They drove them in, and everyone's cheering, and they get to the, to the pitching mound to throw out the first pitch, and the camera comes up close on their face, and it was just some people in wigs. Oh. It was April first, right? So it's like, oh, oh man, they gotcha. totally had me. Yeah, totally yeah. had me. So I do, I do remember one where uh, they introduced uh, older members of the, like retired members of the Expo team, and Dave Van Horn came down on the field with a little podium, and oh yeah, and then I remember they had uh, 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 Claude, the guy from the Montreal Canadiens. Claude Rem- uh, Claude Brochu, Claude Raymond, the fellow that was the announcer. Oh yeah, okay. He uh, he came on and and did uh, John Bacabella. Oh he, yeah, he used, he used to do that when he... John the Bacabella. <laughs> that was good. I got to show you something. Speaking of old expos, mm-hmm. let me see, Bobby. Right here, I think I texted you this, Bob, and it just arrived this week. But old expos, do you know who that is? Is that Spike? Remember, nineteen eighty six. Spike. He did uh, 63 straight games with no errors in 1990. That's what he signed it. That's that's pretty good. What happened in 1986? 1986. Remember when the guy, I don't know, but the game we were at, the the heckler was like, Spike, remember 1986? Did he have a good year with the, the... Red Sox, maybe or oh, that was the year that uh, of the Buckner. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was the year the Mets won the World Series. Gotcha. Okay, and he would have been playing shortstop for the Red Sox, I think, at that point. He would have. Yeah. Yeah, and then he came. I, Spike was a great fielder. Mm-hmm. A little light on the bat. Yeah, Qu- not a little light. He was quite light on the bat. Mm. Um, going through some of the things that we uh, we want to talk about, we talked about going out. Uh, this morning at church, Bob. So my kids and I and my wife, we all drive separately to church. Yes. I usually get there really early because I have to do announcements and get just coordinate yep. things. So I arrived. I have the parking lot. The world is my oyster. 
I can park wherever I want. I park. I'm at the age now where I really don't care. Mm-hmm. And I am I in between the lines? Yes. Am I centered in between the lines? Absolutely not. Not so much. No, I, and I, I really don't care. Mm-hmm. So then my wife arrives a half hour later. She has the entire parking lot to park in. She parks beside me. Aw. And then continues to berate me in front of the children about my parking job. Look at your father. He parked it. He didn't park close enough, and, the, and the, we're too close because I didn't park close to the lines. Mm-mm. So that my kids came out, and after church, she was teaching Sunday school, and I came out, and my kids are like, yeah, mom was complaining about your parking job. And I'm like, oh, she was, was she? Mm-mm. So I got in her car, and I moved it. So it was <laughs> and, and we got home at lunchtime. I'm like, yeah, your parking job was a little less than desired this morning. She was, I know you moved it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of, uh, it's different, but it kind of makes me think of, uh, remember a few years back, you had that uh, fellow's car keys. Oh, and yes. <laughs> that was the best. So uh, let me set up the story here. Let me play some music here. Okay. So this would have been back, obviously, before COVID. I think it was 2019. Mm-hmm. The youth group went to a uh, went to a baseball game in Toronto, and I had a full van load of people. And we arrived back after the game, and one of the guys in the in my vehicle is like rummaging all around, and I'm like, "What's going on, Cam?" And he goes, "I can't find my keys. I think I left them at the Jays game." I'm like what? He goes, "Oh yeah, I lose my keys all the time." So. He rummaged all through my car, couldn't find it. And I'm like, well, call the Jays, like, do something. He goes, oh, my mom's got an extra key. I don't even know how he got home that night. But this is in the end of August. So then uh, fast forward to October 31st. Two months later, I take the van in to get some detailing and some, some work done on it. They're cleaning it. And I dropped it off, and I go to pick it up. <laughs> People come out, and they're like, yeah, we found these keys uh, for a Honda somewhere in your vehicle. And I'm like, oh, no. So the prudent person would call Cam and say, hey, guess what I found? Mm. But I didn't. No, that's no fun. No. So each week for the next, for the next like month, I'd move the car. So... <laughs> He obviously had another set of keys, so at church, it'd be in the church parking lot. So the first time, I moved it to the other side. Like, mm-hmm. just, well, I think actually the first time I moved it, maybe a few spots down. Yeah. And he didn't know. Then I moved it way on the other side. And then. The one I'm remembering. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved it to the, they went away at a winter retreat on the weekend, and I moved it right on the grass. Right up on the lawn. That's what I. <laughs> I moved it up there. And they arrived back. And they're like, what is going on? So then the next Sunday at church, I took pictures of all the things I had done, and he was there. And then I went down, and I sit, and I handed him the keys. And I said, just don't lose your keys. That was probably one of the better pranks I've yeah. done in my time. And a good uh, life lesson. He'll probably never lose them again. I think he left the church after that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen them much well. since. But I talked to him. I said, hey, there you, you go. still got the... He, I think the Honda died, so I think he's got a different vehicle now. Well. They're going to a different church, but it's not because of that. At least I'm told that. So, so mm, Hope that, not. Ho- I hope not, too. Um, in tennis... I just there was a story that came out today. Uh, Naomi Osaki, 
was oh, yes. re- re- reduced to tears because they were heckling her from the stands. Mm. And when you think of people heckling from the stands, what Simpsons episode do you think of, Bob? Oh, the baseball one, I would think. Darrow. Yeah. Darryl. And the solitary tear yeah. comes down his cheek. <laughs> I felt bad. You know, when when you think of pro sports, they, they tune you out, but they don't. No. You know, they, they are uh, they are people too. Yes, they, they let on that they're hardened professionals, but like you said, they're human beings. Uh, one of our guys from, from the Belleville here was involved in, a, in an incident recently uh, where it was, a, in my opinion, not a dirty check, but the the other opposing player was taken off the stretcher. Mm. And uh, the player who did it uh, was just mortified that the hit had happened. It was against the Chicago and Ottawa game. And uh, I texted the player. I said, listen, you know, I know, you, you know, I just, just am thinking of you and want to encourage you because taking it to heart, you know, yeah. like it, people think that they these guys are just monsters and they're, mm. he was sick about it, you know, just sick about it. But um, in other news, Bob, I'm just, I, what happens to me during the week is I take pictures of things and it, I do a screenshot so I can remember it. We got to talk about that on the air. Uh, Eve Gascon became the first woman to play in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League since Charlene Labonte did in 2000 and 2001 after getting called up to the Gatineau Olympics. Well, no idea what she did. I don't know if it was a publicity stunt, but she got called up and actually played in the game. Nice. Yeah. So you, I, I mean, we've been to, to other games where they're they're up and it's a publicity stunt. Not not necessarily for females, but for have you ever seen the emergency backups? We talked about, uh, um, you know, uh, Ayers from... Uh, David Ayers. Yeah. <laughs> so, Belleville Senators game recently I was at, and there was a, the goalie got hurt at the end of the second period, so they had to put the backup in it at the end of the... at the beginning of the third. And I looked down, and I'm like, we have no backup. Mm. I wonder if they have an emergency backup at the American Hockey League level, and they do. Ah. So this gentleman, I guess it was someone from the air base... And he came in, and he had the number one with no name on him, number one on his jersey. And at the, he probably came in about 15-minute mark of the third period, and he had his seat right up by the bench, right up along the glass so he could watch the game. Yep. And then about two minutes later, he moved it back a bit. And it, we honestly, Bob, five times he kept moving the chair back <laughs> 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 to a point he was in the tunnel. And I'm like, and I was with my buddy Jake Grimes, and we're like, this guy has no desire to get no. into the game. He so then then the comment became okay. There's two minutes left. When this is all over, are you like if it were me, I'd take the the lap. I'd go out and congratulate the goalie, do the high five, get on the ice, and do the stick after the win because you do that. Mm-hmm. Now, as soon as the game was over, that guy he was gone. He gone. was like, I'm out of here. I got to get back to work because yeah. this is. He was so scared. I would have done it. I would have gone and. Taking the lap, I would probably would have gone and thrown a bunch of sticks in the stands. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd have, I'd have had some fun with it. Uh, let's go back to baseball. Joe Biagini has signed a minor league contract with your Toronto Blue Jays. Do you know who Joe Biagini is? He was a former Blue Jay. Yes, he was. Uh, and infielder Greg Bird and catcher uh, Tyler Heineman. Joe Biagini is one of those guys. He's probably one of my favorite interviews to listen to. He was just an awkward guy. Yeah, he was kind of funny. Oh, I loved him. So he has uh, signed a minor league deal 
with the Jays, and maybe he'll be back wow. in the big leagues soon. He, cor- appeared, he appeared in the All-Star game. He did, yeah. Oh. He did. And Yasui Kikuchi is Toronto. He, I don't know where you'd put him in, but if he's the fifth starter, that's a pretty good fifth starter, I say. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we're excited about that. Uh, we're going to talk music now. Now, the Forkian Country just came out this week with a brand-new album, but I like to do a little segment that I call my vinyl section, okay? So I'm going to play some vinyl records for you. I've got the vinyl records hooked up, and I'm going to put one on right now. It's not a new one. It's an old one. And, Bob, I'm going to hold it up for you now. It's a rediscovered one. Oh. This is the soundtrack. Listen to that crackle. From the 1976 Olympics. Just listen to it. Here we go. Doesn't it sound majestic? It certainly does. I well, love I remember it. Remember this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's awesome. So I've been playing it, and my wife will go, What on earth are you listening to down there? Like, it's the Olympic theme. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't I listen to it? Oh, I can see Greg Joy going oh, to the high yes. jump right now. And what about uh, the decathlon winner? Uh, <laughs> yes, Mr. Jenner, uh, yeah, yeah. who uh, appeared on a box of Wheaties yes. after that, and now who knows where he's appeared. <laughs> this is true. So this week, also, I, I've got some new records that, that have come in. They're new old ones, but the best of In Excess oh, on yeah. vinyl, I got that in this week. And, you know, I told people that I watched Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. It's a little embarrassing. This might be even more embarrassing. The best of Whitney Houston. Oh, love. Whitney. Oh, yeah. So, and uh, what else have we got? Oh, you'll you'll like this one. The Bee Gees. Yes. Them. Oh. And then I also got a new record. Because it's been a few weeks since I've gone over my vinyl collection. And this one is a, is a cool... It's Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World. Oh, Louis, yeah. And it's got... This is the, the cool thing about this one. It's called Original Grooves. It showcases the vinyl cutting technique known as parallel grooves, where tracks are cut, not cut side by side, instead one after another, uh, so allowing for a different uh, uh, experience depending on where the needle is dropped. So usually it goes from one song to the next, but this is intertwined on the album. It's it's very cool concept. Nice, nice technical. Uh... It's very good. And then I also it. got a 1980s. My wife for Valentine's Day got me an 80s one. I think you showed me that. that oh, I maybe the, did. That was the pink one, right? Hot pink. Oh, nice. Hot pink. So it, it was good, and I, I have enjoyed listening. The thing I think about... Oh, we got to listen to this. Um, sounds like the Ukrainian national anthem. Have you heard that? I have not. So I arrived at the Balboa Senators game uh, just a little late, come in the door, Went to give my ticket, and they're like, sorry, sir, you're going to have to wait for the national anthem. Well, now they're playing the Ukrainian national anthem. They're playing the American national anthem, and then they're playing O Canada. It took me 15 minutes to I wait. Would, I would guess, yeah, <laughs> wow. And we're sitting there, and after they did the American one, by instinct, I just said, okay, let's go to the kids. And they're like, Dad, we still got to do the Canadian. I'm like, oh. So I had to wait there. It was mm-hmm. kind of funny. But, yeah, Ukrainian one, no offense, I think I like it better than O Canada. It's got the men singing, and it's just strong. And 
Wow. Yeah, I don't I don't know how long this is gonna they're gonna play that at every game, but for now, they're playing the Ukrainian national anthem. So well, that's a nice gesture. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it's a, it's one of those issues which, honestly, I know nothing about right now. I know nothing about, but I know Belleville has a Russian hockey player on on the team, and I know he's expressed that people have threatened him. Oh no! And and so when when we put you know it's just it's it's a there's many sides to the story i don't know i'm i'm not i don't know anything about the conflict really other than russia's bombing mm-hmm. ukraine um but to justify and and speak ill will towards russian people that are here uh i don't know that that's necessarily the, no. the right avenue to take and uh yeah i do have to research it a little more but i when I heard that, I, my heart was sad. I'm yeah. like, it's a, it's horrible what's going on over there, and of course we're supporting Ukraine, but uh, it's just horrible. Uh, what other news do I have, Bobby? We we do want to take this opportunity now to wish our good friend Steve Height a happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday, Stevie. I I did get a Glass Tiger one. Look at that! Look at that album. You see the color? It's all orange and yeah. So, but I took it to work, so I don't have it here. Uh, Uh, Roll Up the Rim is back, Bob. I heard that today. Yeah. Now, it has decided a social faux pas. Is this distracting to you, this music in the background? Oh, no, it's soothing. It's very nice. (laughs) I think you're starting to go. I saw you yawn just a few minutes ago. It's very regal, but it's it's kind of soothing, too. Uh, The social etiquette that happened where... When someone you when you bought a roll up the rim and then you gave it to someone, mm-hmm. and that was that person won something, what what were you supposed to do? So Bob, if if you brought me a coffee and I won a coffee on it, mm-hmm. I'd normally keep it. What if I won the car? What is my duty to you as the person who purchased it? Just to kind of go na 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 na. Like and there was things that have happened where the person said, "Hey, no, I paid for that." Yeah. I get that that free car. And so there was there was actually some disputes over the years. Well, now because of COVID, you don't actually physically roll up the rim. You actually have an app. So the person who buys all the coffees gets all the roll up the rims. Mm. So my birthday this week, I've had a few people bring me off, co- drop off coffees. I'm like, oh, awesome. It's a roll up the rim coffee. And then I get it and I'm like, can't roll it up. Right. <laughs> the person who bought it rolls it. So, but I did get a free coffee. Oh, nice. But it wasn't, yeah, they gave me the free coffee, but I don't know. I could, you know, they could have won the car on my coffee. I I will never, ever know. I didn't uh, do the roll up the rim last year at all. I was. Were you boycotting Timmy's? I was kind of ticked because I like doing it the old way and the new way is too techy for me. And I didn't even download the app. I thought. (laughs) If you can't give me a cup to roll up, I'm not going to do that's it. That's the way it was, and that's the way we liked that's it. The way I, I'm old, and I like it. <laughs> it was, uh, I tell you, it was interesting, but I, um, it first came out, they were supposed to do it, the, the, like, I think the second week of COVID. They're like, yeah, we're not going to do this, so you have to open it. And, and from my standpoint, someone corrected me the other day. I'm like, I said the same thing. I like doing it with my... You know, my teeth and rolling it up and something Canadian about that. Yeah. And the person said, yeah, but put yourself on the other. You're the worker at Tim Hortons and someone passes you this ripped piece of thing that was in their mouth. With dried <laughs> saliva. saliva. <laughs> uh-huh. 
and COVID all over it, oh, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I, I get that, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they need to double mask. I, <laughs> double or triple mask. I And I said, I, I get that, I guess. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. That was a quick show. 35 minutes, Bobby. Wow. It went quick. And probably better and faster because we didn't have Steve. Oh. Let's be honest. It was better. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. We miss you, Stevie. We do. We really do. And 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 rumor has it you will he'll be back next week. Excellent. So he'll be out of quarantine and out of celebratory at times. And we'll be back. For the Edge of Tom Fuller, my name is Bruce Mackey. I'm Bob Morris. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and we'll see you next week.